What's up, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, BlueAndGold.com, with our football analyst, Tim Hyde. Uh, we're starting to record this uh, Saturday, April 23rd, just after the uh, Blue-Gold game wrapped up, about 3.20 Eastern time. Um, I missed the last play, Tim. Did anything happen that you think I would be interested in, in talking about? Oh, man. God, that was a, that was a long football play. How's that? But uh, a scramble for the game winner, right? What a, what a spring game. What a spring finish. Two-minute drive by the by the true freshman. Not too, not too shabby, huh? So I, I feel like a lot of people who are uh, listening to this on podcast or watching live with us or – um, listening or watching back on YouTube, or like, man, just expect the Mike Singer to gloat. I mean, listen, guys, it was a spring game. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh, Steve Angeli's the savior of Notre Dame football. He's gonna win a Heisman and a national championship. I mean, I mean, I mean, it. it, it but uh, of course, I'm gonna have some fun with it. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, not like he was throwing out routes to drive him down. So, got a, a couple of what. Two yard screen passes and whatnot. It wasn't too bad. It was. It was. It was nice to see the drive executed. Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> no. No, I mean, no, he was no. throwing nice stick routes. Like he was. Th- I mean, it was delivering we'll, the ball nice. We'll talk plenty of quarterback play. I'm. I'm assuming. All right. Well, folks, uh, appreciate you joining us live. Mike Singer, Tim Hyde here on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you guys watching back podcast. Leave us um, a nice review uh, on on podcast channel. Uh, drop that thumbs up, subscribe to us on YouTube, go to blueandgold.com, $1 um, of one year of premium access. We'll go ahead and start. Let's take a look at the stat sheet here. One thing that's interesting, um, so sorry with uh, for uh, podcast audience, you'll just have to, to li- follow along by listening. So on the blue team, I actually reported last night, and Jelly will be playing for both teams, um, he threw one pass um, in the first half. It was a drop by Matt Salerno. Um, they have them listed as 0 for 4. They gave three incompletions from Pine onto Angeli. So the final numbers on Angeli would be um, the 11 for 14 uh, for 180 yards and a touchdown. And then Pine, I'm having to do a lot of math here. Whatever, uh, nine. What's nine plus? No, 22. 22 for 33. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta subtract through or add on three completions. So he actually threw, um, was that thirty seven passes? Yeah, um, threw a so, lot. Threw yeah, a lot. he threw a, a lot. And um, let let Tim, let's just start with with Drew Pine there. Um, I mean, look, I I don't, I think Notre Dame fans are just gonna be t- it's it's typical overreaction, mm-hmm. um time with, with but i mean guys it, it's it's a spring game I'm, i mean you, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna throw away everything you saw from from drew pine last year just based on this spring game i mean yeah he didn't look great you know but i'm i'm not really i i, I feel the same about notre dame's quarterback situation as i as i did coming into this game i mean are you are you in the, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where you're at on this tim yeah, it was. I mean, be brutally honest, it was bad. It was. It was not a good performance. But it's it's spring. Like I, I texted you, it's it's hard to judge because mixing and matching O linemen here and there, wide receivers, the guys running back and forth, playing, you know, both sides. But it was it was not sharp. I mean, it was not a lot of crisp throws. It a a lot a lot of miscommunication for a guy that's this is going into his third year it it seemed like a lot of miscommunication 
he's throwing short receivers are running long. He threw long once receivers ran short. So that, that was odd. That was odd to see, you know, I thought quite a bit of miscommunication uh, when, when Pine was out there. So, you know, it wasn't, there was no, you know, not a lot of great deep balls, you know, not vertical too much, but, but they, I mean, but they weren't game planning. So it's not like they're going in here scheming, trying to, you know, get ready for the Buckeyes and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, you now, now you sit back and you're like, what would Buckner have done? You know, now that's going to be the kicker moving forward really is, you know, we have not, we have not seen what Buckner could do. You know, is he that much better? Is he the same? We don't know. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see pretty much where I think Buckner lies with Pine after spring, you know? Let's go glass half full here. Yeah. Uh, on, on Drew Pine's performance today. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, he had walk-ons rotating and went in there all the time. I mean, it was a just disjointed, um, you know, offensive line and tight end and, you know, like it, it's, it's just a scrimmage. Um, it's a spring game, not really concerned about it. I mean, if it's, um, like, remember what he did against Cincinnati, Wisconsin last year, like that, that, that's Drew Pine to me, um. I don't know how much more of a like how higher his ceiling is than what we saw last year. Um, so I think it, like if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're like, did Drew Pine get worse? No, like no, that that that's that's not that's not what's going on here. But the glass half empty view of this is like I, I think in a spring game, Tim, we're not really concerning ourselves with schematics here or um play calling or you know uh, it, it's really just we're, we're looking at individual performances like just who yes. can shine i mean the second half tim i was trying not um to be on my phone looking at social media just outside of this game because I was, I was pretty bored um so, so you're just kind of looking at individual performances and drew pine's individual performance was not good and you know what that means for the quarterback battle. I feel like the, uh, the the Notre Dame coaches already have a good idea of the quarterback situation through 14 practices. I bet they've gleaned a lot more about that situation um, in actual practices than the actual spring game. I mean, am I am I wrong, Tim? No, no, you're you know you're correct. Uh... You know, and he, even Marcus Freeman even mentioned that, you know, we got 13 great practices out of, uh, you know, Tyler Buckner. So they were fine with what happened. But yeah, when you mentioned, you know, the the term there, individual performance, he looked, he, he looked, you know, ruffled. He looked shattered. He looked, you know, I, he looked, he looked scared, frightened a little bit, a little, a little unease. He looked like a true freshman, like he just showed up six weeks ago. It was that was what was interesting to me was his demeanor. Even a couple times on the sidelines, guys were trying to talk to him, and you could tell a couple of GAs or a, a few uh, guys that you know they must be new to the staff were trying to chat with him, and he really looked, you know, ruffled out there, which was interesting. A guy who's been through this now for you know obviously two seasons, and this is his what third spring, so that was a big shocker. I get it with the players, and you know they didn't have Tyree; they're not. You know, they ran what, what, about 47 screens, I think we uh, counted. It seemed like <laughs> every other play was a screen pass. 
So they definitely did not want to throw the ball more than 10 yards. I think Paulus was the only one who threw a, a vertical pass once. It was, um, yeah, it, it was interesting, but it was the demeanor. And when you're going into your junior year, he didn't look like a dude that, you know, if Buckner sprains his ankle two days before Ohio State, you know, what's Drew Pine going to do in that game? But uh, Let's talk about Angeli, though. I mean, like, I don't want to give him too much praise because, look, it, it was a spring game. Just like I'm not going to be super down on Drew Pine right now. I'm not going to heap, uh, like I said, at the top of the, so, the, top of the show. Um, and we have a great crowd with us. Make sure you guys hit the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not. Blueandgold.com, $1 premium uh, premium access for the entire year. Um, but, like, yeah, I'm not going to crown Angeli as the greatest quarterback um, just yet, maybe later. Um, but look, we're talking about individual performances on that pass down to Connor Radigan, that left sideline. Dude, look, poised, mm-hmm. calm, cool, and collected. Three words to describe Steve Angeli, and he looked great. I mean, he, he really did. I think that was the most beautiful screen pass on that touchdown I've ever it's seen. Yeah. Um, no, but but seriously, like he he looked like that. I mean, that was his first time ever playing in that kind of setting, and he looked really good. No, exactly. He looked a little bit calmer, but that's the makeup. I mean, you've talked about this a billion times, Mike, about his makeup, what his high school coaches have said about him, what Tommy Reese has said about him. And he was kind of that dude today. You know, he was that guy. Yeah, the screen pass he hit to Price was perfect time. Let the guy hit me, release it. It was uh, beautiful. Real quick on the screen, I know I texted you. Kudos to Zeke Carell again. Every time they run a string pass, going back to 2020 when he was in in the Carolina and Bama games, 52 is sprint down the field. And number three, Houston Griffith wanted no part of him. But uh, that was nice to see Zeke. But Angeli, just uh, put up the stats. I think that last drive, 10 plays, 75 yards? Yeah, let me find you know, it. I know there was a 15-yarder, which was you know ticky-tack, but still. He got him down there, which is pretty impressive with the running clock, rotating a ton of guys. Uh, you know, that was, yeah, right there, right? Steven Jelly, scoring play, scoring jive, 10 plays, 78 yards, four minutes. Not bad. And um, it it was nice. Um, my takeaway, though, is, I mean, there was no vertical type game. There was not a lot of, you know, deep type stuff, a billion screens. And it, I mean, three out of every four passes was 10 yards or less. But that's probably just what Reese was like. Let's just do this and keep it going from there. But uh, it was nice. Like you said, the guy's only been there a couple months. And I think everything that's been said about Steve Jelly, he, he showed today. I, I think you would uh, agree with that. I've been calling him a taller Drew, or Drew Pine for a while. <laughs> like yeah. I, but yeah, I, I, I was, um, I was a little surprised even, and even of his, uh, president of his fan club that how, how just poised Smooth. And, and yeah. he, he's just nothing rattles the kids. So, um, yeah, I, I, I very smooth. Yeah. Want to transition. We'll, we'll talk more quarterbacks. And if you guys have any specific questions you want, uh, Tim or myself to answer, uh, drop a super chat. Uh, we are very easily bought, and uh, we will get to any questions right away. But um, Tim, thoughts on the the defense? Anyone um, that really uh, stood out to you today that that you'd want to highlight? Well, I was kind of just you know spring game. You got <laughs> dudes all over the place. You're trying to watch 22 guys, especially when you got starters all on both sides. So you're just going back and forth as fast as you can, spot shadowing guys here and there. 
I look at it as getting ready for the 2022 season. I, I look at my position. I think the starting D line is going to be outstanding. You know, they are, I mean, those guys are going to be outstanding. Wait till you get Adam Eola back there at the three tech. They're going to have some guys inside. My big takeaway is always going to be Riley Mills at the edge. Is he a true pass rushing force? He's a beast, long arms, tall as can be. What is the, you know, what's he going to give you on third and eight? Or is he going to be out of the game? You know what I mean? That type of thing. I thought the rest of the guys, Lacey looked fine. Cross split one double team one time looked outstanding. They're going to be solid there. They're going to be solid. Linebackers, they're starting three or set. You know, they're, you know, it's going to be Maris, Bo, and Kaiser. I thought Kaiser looked good. Maris looked nice. The big story is just Tuile, you know, Junior, you know, Tuile Alamaka, who is, you know, I think, but I think it was Ashton who wrote about him recently, Pollard there at Blue and Gold. And he showed Freeman's talked about him. He looks like a dude that's been in the program for three years, outstanding football player. They got three safeties uh, and obviously Brown, Brandon Joseph had a nice TFL. And then you go Ramon Henderson, their corners are set. And my biggest thing, I talked about this, you and you, when you and I started this just two months ago, chit chat and getting ready for 2020 is the DBs. I thought those guys, I thought those young guys really, really showed. I was very impressed. Dave, you just said very getting ready for 2020. That was two years ago, buddy. Yeah, 2012. Oh my God, 2022. I was thinking, trying to rattle. I'm, seriously, I'm, I'm still like trying to break down 22 guys at one time. I thought that was a lot of fun. But uh, I thought Barnes looked nice. I thought I really like Riley Tucker. Looks like a dude that has really, really developed uh, a lot since he's been there. And I know he was nicked up last year, and he looked really smooth. And then um, the two freshmen. I texted you. I know you've been really high. Once again, he had a Bergen Catholic kid, Bellamy. He looks like he's a guy that, you know, is he going to play a lot this year? Probably not. But he shows that, you know, those instincts where he's, you know, he's going to get on the football field somewhere some sometime soon. And and Mickey's been talked about a billion times. And he shows he's, he's playing as a freshman. Where are they going to play him? That's going to be up to that staff. But he's got to get on the field. He's He's got a lot of athleticism. All right. We we got a couple comments we need to address because this is just typical. Sure. This is typical fandom, very reactionary. Angeli's number two QB. Like, come on, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. And I love Steve as a player more than anyone in this chat room, unless any family members of his are on here. Like, <laughs> like I, I I I'm more high on him than you. And he's not the number two quarterback yet. Like, it's a spring game. Like, okay. Here's another one. Steve Angeli is a dude, but inexperienced. Yes, we know. That was his first game he's ever played. And it was a uh, it was, it was, it was a spring game. Bernie says, calling Angeli a, a, a taller Drew Pine after watching the mess in the first half is an insult. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a comparison of how someone is playing the game. Like, Pine is a very cerebral, smart football player. Um, not the biggest arm in the world, but he's accurate um, and uh, you know a decent athlete. I think Angeli's a better athlete than Pine, and I think he's 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 obviously bigger. But I just don't. I'm not gonna be the guy who's like, well, um, did you watch that spring game? Like, what the hell does the spring game have to do with making your definitive opinions? On a, on a football player, so 
I'm sorry. We're, we're not we're not the hot take show to say, well, you know, he he you know, he sucked in a spring game or he's amazing in a spring game. So that that's how we're going to draw our opinion on somebody. Like we're 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 going to be a little bit better than that. So He is he I'll tell you what though, uh, you you just mentioned it, athletic. He's he's a lot more he's very athletic. He's yeah. I mean not, you know, he's not Buckner obviously, he's sprinter wise, but he he can move out of the pocket, some of the way his footwork was and whatnot, he, he was impressive. But that goes back to his high school. He played for one of the premier high schools in America, and he got an unbelievable coaching. And he's going to get that at Notre Dame, and you know he's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. Okay. Um, just some notes I had that I want to talk to you, Tim. Thoughts on the crowd? I, I know the broadcast audio wasn't perfect. We don't need to talk about that. But just – Thoughts on general that the spring game production, just just what you saw watching it on TV. Well, the, I I love listening to Ryan Harris, so I've I, I love him when he does the radio games. I just love the way he talks about Notre Dame and football in general. I mean, my God, the guy's got a Super Bowl ring and four year starter at Notre Dame, so I really love him. I I thought the crowd was great, the energy was great, the sideline shots. You know, we the audio on the sideline interviews were obviously brutal, but you know that's that that's not for us to fix. But uh, that's that's an NBC issue. Uh, it, it was good. It was a good production. It was a good show. Good camera. Uh, you know, it was a, l- a little bit longer than I thought, but they called a lot of timeouts. They did a lot of situations. Uh, even the second half, I thought was a little bit slower, but they were you know calling timeouts and whatnot. It it was fine. It was a nice atmosphere. Beautiful sunny day. Had some cramping out there because I know it's been cold out there. I had some snowy days recently, so a couple guys are cramping in that in that fourth quarter. But uh, it was nice. It was good production. I had no issues on my television watching the game, so no issues with me. Yeah, Tim, I think one thing that stood out a little bit was was some of the receivers. Um, you know, and, and, and looking at this unit, so I, I'm going to pull this up here in just mm-hmm. one second. You know, we we – Felt like we weren't a hundred percent sure about like someone like a Jaden Thomas, and obviously we're still not. But um, what like what is he? And I thought he looked pretty good today, right? I mean, he, I feel yeah. I want to say he had a yeah twenty two yard little end around. Um, let's see, four receptions, thirty nine yards. I feel like he flashed today. Any thoughts on uh, Jaden Thomas, the uh, sophomore receiver? Well, well, he was one that was that Freeman brought up during Fiesta Bowl practices as a freshman that was starting to turn the corner. And uh, so that would, you know, I'm just going back to then how he's developed since then. No, yeah, he, you know, he looked really good. Colsey had a couple of plays, some miscommunications with Colsey. Obviously, you know, Lindsay had a great back shoulder catch on one, you know, Styles, you know, they didn't do much, you know, you know, with a lot of those guys. Thomas did play a ton and then you had a bunch of, walk-ons and I think they must have played they they played a lot of tight ends they played a lot of tight ends off in the routes and all that but as far as those young guys seeing guys that uh getting ready for this season moving forward I thought Thomas definitely definitely flashed played really really hard out there yeah I mean he again I, I feel like the rest of the receivers I mean we probably yeah. want to see a little bit more from Dion Colsey to learn more about him that's the one but yes. you know other Otherwise, I feel like we we know a good bit about these guys. Um, it, th- thoughts on Coles? I mean, two two receptions, eight yards today. Yeah, yeah and it's it's going to be one on you eight go targets. Back and and eight watch, targets. yes, and watch the and watch the replay. Uh, 
so, you know, that, that was with Pine and some miscommunication a couple of times uh, th- that it looked like, but a few others, you know, I'm, I'm dying to go back and rewatch because I thought my initial reaction was, is, is he competing out there? Cause I thought those, I mean, there's times the corners were just up in him playing extremely physical and getting after him. So that's going to be interesting to see him on the, on the replay there. But uh, Colsey's the one that's, that's definitely, you know, needed, obviously, you know, going into this season. I think we know what we got in Styles. You know what you got in Lindsey. Davis should be back. You know, how's Wilkins going to be? And then it's got to be Colsey, right? Or unless you're going to play two running backs or two tight ends and have those guys flexed out. So that's going to be the one of the big storylines getting ready for game one. Running backs? Um, I, I don't believe we have any word on if any of those guys actually got banged up or, or what it is. But um, Jadarian Price uh, certainly looked good. Eight receptions on nine targets, 104 yards, and the touchdown. Of course, he had the 51-yard touchdown on the screen pass. Uh, And then rushing the ball, just just nine yards – excuse me, uh, 12 yards on nine carries. Um, Thoughts on on him? I've heard he's looked really good through uh, the the 14 spring practices, and obviously Notre Dame Nation got to see him today. And you put and you posted that this week on the on on our message board at blueandgold.com about how he's been that talk of amongst coaches, one of the young guys that has really come on over over the last six weeks. And it showed he's his highlight film looked like he did today when he has the ball out there. He could run. That that kid's electric. I mean, they got four running backs. Obviously, we didn't see, you know, Chris Tyree, which probably wasn't needed. You know, Diggs out there. Looks like Diggs got a little stinger up in that shoulder when he was stiff arming, stiff arming the guy going out of bounds. And then uh, Estimate looked, and he's a tank. <laughs> he's a tank. They, they literally have four guys where if Estimate's out there getting 15 carries or Price is out there getting 15 carries in a game, I don't think I don't think anyone's going to have an issue with, with them. It'll come down to pass pro but they could catch price could catch price showed instantly. He's going to be a, another Diggs Williams type dude out of the, out of the backfield. If he's in there, you got to be prepared for that. You got to have a spy on him just for screen passes. I would assume if he's in a game early in the season. So four really, really good uh, running backs heading into this football season. Yeah. So I think another thing that not great today, let me see if we can pull up these stats. was the, um, yeah, special teams. Yeah, it's just Ooh. yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, it's Salerno dropping uh, or muffing the punt. Uh, Notre Dame was one of four on field goals. Blake Group good from thirty six and uh, missed a forty one yarder, and then Josh Bryan uh, yeah. missed uh, from forty eight and thirty seven. Um, could certainly excuse a forty eight yarder. Um, sure, that's that's a that's a difficult for an NFL guy. Um, let alone a you know potential backup um, at, at Notre Dame, but yeah, forty-one and in uh, for Blake Group and uh, from Josh Bryant. You expect to, to hit uh, to hit those um, punting goes. Um, I, I I'm not a punter expert, so I'm not going to yeah. pretend to critique that. Um, but uh, I don't know, Tim. Just yeah, special teams. Marcus Freeman um, actually said. Uh, if I could pull this up real quick, what he said about the special teams, um, you know, following the game, he said, we got to improve. That's a huge challenge. If we want to become a national championship caliber football team, we have to improve in the kicking game. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would agree. I mean, you got, I mean, you can't be missing 30 some odd yard field goals. I mean, those have got to be chip shots, uh, especially at Notre Dame's level. Like he's talking about, you want to compete with the, the elites. You drive inside the 20, you should be able to make a 35, 38 yard field goal now. That should be automatic three points. No questions asked. So that was a little uh, concerning there, but that's been an issue in the graphic, you know, Peacock showed the graphic of, you know, they've really only had three kickers the last decade and Brenza, you know, Yoon and obviously um, uh, a door who's just leaving. Yep. So they've only had three guys. So it's, you know, we've been spoiled at Notre Dame. We've had three really, really good uh, kickers here lately after probably a decade of some average ones. So yeah, but you, you drive down there, you got to, you know, you got to get those, which is scary because now you're like door hit some 50 yarders, some biggies, biggies, especially last year. So that's going to be a, a spot now where Notre Dame gets that mid thirties or so, or they're going to have to go for it. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to kick a field goal. So that's going to, that's going to really change what Freeman does. If, if that's the kick and moving forward. Great comment here from Bob Walker. This one deserves the DJ. <laughs> The DJ Airhorn. I love it, Bob. He says nothing special about the special teams today. That's that's a that's a good one. Very clever. Yes. Um we've got a couple comments about Junior Tui Halamaka. Um Yeah, I, him next to Maris, they look like some dudes at at inside linebacker. Thoughts on uh on those two guys, Tim. They they were flying around. Maris had the pick on the screen. Um <laughs> I can't remember if that was the one that got called back, but um, yeah, they look good today. No, they're yeah, they're flying around. Tuli Alamaka had some just run pops. I know that Ryan Harris was talking about no blitz, and no, Tuli Alamaka was doing some run pops. He popped about two different times and blew up two plays. Had a great TFL, outstanding football players. And you have Botella next to him, by the way, who looked like a natural at Rover. You know, and and you can see a little bit what Golden's going to do. And Freeman's mentioned this a little with their defense, how that, you know, the Rover is going to be basically a Viper, which yep. means, you know, if you read between the lines, they're going to be running a lot more three, four. And there mm-hmm. was one more Botello blitzed, Brandon Joseph fills in the alley and you have the TFL. That's basically an old school three, four blitz, cover three, cover one, whatever they're doing in the backfield. So you're going to see more of that. But uh, you know, what's funny is I wrote down on my, uh, one of my notes is, is Notre Dame going to recruit Hawaii anymore? Because you got Marish, you got Botello. There hasn't been too many Hawaii Notre Dame football players that have not been good. And that was just one of my notes. I was going to mention that down the road. Like, is Freeman going to get back into Hawaii? Because if they come to South Bend 99% of the time, they're playing. So it was just nice to see those guys out there making plays. You had three Polynesians. I felt like I was back at one of the JUCOs I was at coaching one time where you know, I think we had seven starters one year, all uh, local guys, uh, Polynesians playing for us. And those dudes were flying around, knocking the heck out of people. Love it. Love it. Yes. All right. We're going to get into some uh, some Q&A. So drop your hot takes, drop your questions for Tim and myself, and 
Uh, we'll get to them and uh, to guarantee that we answer um, one of your questions, drop a super chat uh, and uh, sound the alarms and uh, we will uh, we'll get to it. So I don't think we've really talked about the O-line D-line today. Um, th- thoughts on any anyone there? Anyone stood out to you? I, I felt like D-line looked good at some points. The O-line looked, I mean, had some clean mm-hmm. pockets. It was pretty vanilla because there weren't many blitzes except for when Jordan Patelho seemed to go rogue. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought it was it was it was fine by both. I mean, they they ran the ball at times and then they uh-huh. couldn't. I mean, it was, it was a good stalemate. Yeah, no, exactly. A couple nice double teams with Fisher and uh, Lug together. Um, Joe Alt. I actually wrote down there was one pass play where Joe Alt just just stones uh, Mills. Mills was going against him and he just doesn't even move. He looked outstanding. Yeah, it was nice. One thing I did notice was much more double teams than in the past. You you know, it it felt like you're watching old 2015 film, a lot of double teams at the point of attack. Um, But some of the defenders were splitting some of those because it still is going to be Harry Heastan going on that film, you know, chewing some behind there, telling the guys to stay on them a little longer. They were coming off just a hair, but a uh, D line was nice. Like I mentioned earlier, the starters were nice. It's those backups. Rubio had a couple of really nice series. Then he looked a little tired. Same with Jason uh, Anye. I thought he looked very average early as the game, as the spring game went on, got better as the spring game got on. He started making some plays and starting to run to the ball. He looked really nice. That's a big dude inside him and Rubio, a couple big bodies. Uh, Christophic missed a huge block on a screen. Uh, Spindler had a couple nice plays. You know, I came away and I wrote this down on my notes is Zeke Carell. He's a senior. Is, you know, is he really going to sit on the bench as a senior? Because that guy just makes plays as a center. He really, really does. Not saying, you know, he's better than Patterson, but he's a good football player. He really is a good football player and he shows it out there. So that's going to be interesting to see what, you know, and I've mentioned this, is he the sixth guy? Is he the first at guard? Do they put him at guard? It's it's going to be interesting once Patterson gets back because I thought I thought Zeke looked outstanding today. The uh, Zeke Carell to guard experiment did not really work last year. No, it did not. But once, but but that happened day one of camp, you know. And I, no, I agree. At least he's got some experience there. But he's a good football player. He really is, you know. And I. I feel for him because when he's out there, he's making blocks and busting his butt like he did in the few games in 2020. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen with him? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Maybe we should have like done the show a day afterwards. I mean, I got somebody just said, don't, don't be surprised if price and Angeli start against Ohio state. I mean, that, we're, no, I mean, come on. Come on. yeah, I, 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 Chris, it's, hold, hold, it's, it's like Chris, I read and, he, and he's just hanging on the sidelines digs. You know, it was more estimate and price. They're playing the, you know, the third stringer and the fourth stringer way more than the other two. That was very noticeable. And when you get into these spring games, you already know what you have in some of the dudes. So you're going to play some of these young guys to give them a little bit of, you know, live action. And Price stood up and Jelly, and Jelly stood up. But I know you love Jelly, but Jelly was not out there hitting 20-yard out routes. He wasn't reading patterning three guys and whatnot. They were showing some screens, quick stuff here and there. It was easy. His poise was very impressive. That's what was very nice about Stephen Jelly. It was his poise. Is he ready to go into Ohio State and be the next man in? You're going to be asking a heck of a lot, but the kid has some, he has some poise. 
no doubt about that. But I don't think you or I or anyone is uh, thinking he's going to be doing that. Tim, do you feel the same about the quarterbacks right now as you did when you woke up this morning? I tell you what, I, you know, I literally, it's on a sticky note. It's my first note, kid you not, 8 a.m. this morning. I just started writing some pregame uh, notes. And this this name hasn't even been mentioned yet. And I wrote down, are we going to talk more about Dante Moore? No, we're not. Than we are. Then we and we probably should. No, why? But that's just me. That's why? just me. You didn't play today. Exactly. So, but I think there's a big time need at quarterback after you what you see today. That's just that's my take. And I wrote that down today. Is he going to be at a higher need after what we see today moving forward in 2023? Man, I'm not worried about 2023 right now. I, oh, I know. We've got a long way to go, but uh no, I mean, court, I mean, quarterback is what. Hey, answer my question, it, Tim. It it kills that we didn't see Buckner. That's what really kills. I'm gonna ask the question again, Tim. I, mean, I want, I want, I wanted to hear what you got to say. Do you feel the same? Like, are you d- more down on the quarterbacks right now than yesterday, or you know, like before the game started? Not, not more down. I'm not a, I'm not a big Drew Pine fan. I think Drew Pine. I think he showed what he, what he is today because we would have seen him last year after the two games that he played in. We never saw him again. We haven't seen him since was that Wisconsin or Cincinnati game. We've not seen the guy. What has it been? Eight nine months. And Jelly, you know, and I think Angeli's a solid quarterback. I think he was way, way underrated. He is much better high school quarterback than fifteen dudes ranked ahead of him. Easy. Yeah. Easy. So he's a solid quarterback. And it was, I, I thought we saw Angeli what we saw on his high school film, a guy that's going to go out there, do what's asked of him, make some football plays and be very poised and can move. And he showed that today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm slight stock slightly up on Steve, right. That he's, farther along than maybe we thought and stock slightly down on drew that he did not look like a, like a, even anything close to a truck, right? Talk about truck or trailer all the time. Yeah. Not anywhere close. Not anywhere well, close. One, well, his one interception, who was that to uh, Henderson is the one, uh, the, he had three dudes. I don't even know what he was doing. The one where he throws up. Is that the one that was called back where, uh, you know, down the middle, he, there's three dudes around. He was trying to hit like a deep square and look like Brendan L- Lindsay was running a square and he throws it, it looked like 10 feet over his head. I thought that was, you know, that was a bad, bad interception. I think that's the one they called back. Um, possibly Ooh, that yeah. was just a, that was a horrible football play by, that, by him. But that I was his that mannerisms. Down. Yeah, that was his, but that was his body language. That was very interesting out of pine. That was, but at the same time, you know, is that who he is? I, I I don't know. It was really uh it was interesting more more from him today. I felt. Yeah, he got uh, picked off by Justin Walters. <laughs> yeah, it was not uh it's not pretty. That got called back, and then I think it was the next player, two plays later, he got picked off by Jordan Patelho when he was pressured by uh, Alexander Ahrensberger. and then of course later he's picked off by uh Maris Lufau. So, um, yeah. So um, my my thoughts are yeah little down on Drew Pine right now. Um, little bit higher on Steve Angeli, but again, we're not going to, we said this in our Wednesday show, Tim, I said, look, yeah. if Steve Angeli goes out there and lights it up 
or if he stinks, I'm not going to overreact or, you know, I'm not going to gloat if he's great or, uh, you know, lose my mind if he's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's a spring game. So, um, just wanted to see so, a little bit more. I mean, they've had 14 practices, so it is a scrimmage. It is a practice. That is the other thing. It is a practice, but at the same time, it was, I mean, it was sloppy. It was very sloppy. It wasn't a lot of Christmas to it. He, even if, you know, Pine knows, hey, I'm going to Colsey on this one or I'm going to Lindsay on this one. And, you know, those are still guys he's obviously been throwing with all spring. It was it was a little sloppy. It was a little sloppy. Okay. A uh, question from Eric. Uh, he says, is it too early to think Jaden Mickey can contribute as a true freshman? And then I'll, I'll, I'll also add a follow-up. Uh, I, I can't remember if you mentioned earlier on Jaden Bellamy. thought he, he had a good game mm-hmm. today as well. Yeah, Bellamy, real, uh, before you go to the question, yeah, since you asked, I mean, a freshman there. I mean, those freshmen and those the sophomores to be Barnes, Riley and Tucker. And obviously Walters had a pick all I thought played, showed flashes, showed really, really good athleticism. But uh, is it? Yeah, I, re- I was very impressed with Bellamy. I know you've talked about him a ton, how the coaches like him. He's he's an angelic on defense. He's a guy you're like Bellamy looks small on film. Is he fast enough? But the guy makes plays and he's in the right position. I thought he was there today. As far as Mickey goes, it's been talked about since he signed about how he's always a nickel candidate. Is he going to be that third corner, that guy you play on the slot? He's always been mentioned there. And the fact that Freeman has talked about him a bunch in spring ball shows, he's going to get on the field somewhere. You know, obviously Hart's out. So, you know, you have Hart, Bracey, and you have Lewis. So those three, and then it's going to come down to where's Mickey going to be and what type of package. Yeah, we've got a comment uh, from Tommy. He says, Singer, you said this week that you can see if a guy is accurate or not just watching the game. I don't remember saying that, but yeah, sure, it sounds like me. Pine was not accurate. No, he had a bad game. I mean, I think I'm a good husband most of the time. <laughs> but sometimes I have a shit day. And you know, it doesn't make me a terrible husband. I mean, guys, it was a spring game. Like, get the bad stuff out now. Just not. Just not a. Uh, I'm just not overreacting. You guys can. It is. It is a practice. I think Reese Reese looked like he he brought in about twelve to fifteen plays today. You know they weren't doing a ton. I mean, I mean there were some tight ends out there. I, I couldn't even find on the roster. So they were playing yeah. a lot of. I mean the first t- touchdown went to a walk on tight end. Everybody. So it's not. You know, let's yeah. Ta- you know, let's take a deep breath here. It was about plus six thousand. Uh, Andrew Yanoshak. Um. <laughs> as the uh the, the first touchdown scorer um, oh. so yeah who knew about charlie selna before today too um oh exactly he was out there he's a good looking little kid you know you know tight end in there catching a couple little uh under tenors what are you sipping on tim uh, i just got uh whatever beer was in the fridge is beautiful saturday enjoying spring ball and uh yeah overreaction saturday right man <sighs> Overreaction Saturday is correct. How, how was uh, Clarence Lewis today, Tim? Any any thoughts? I know we've got a couple questions about him. I don't believe he played a ton yeah. today, but yeah, he uh, played some. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't you know he wasn't facing Oklahoma State, so he was a he was a heck of a lot better today. But uh, yeah, Lewis is fine. You know, and I, I said this right at the start. We know, you know, we know who the guys are going to be going into Columbus, Ohio, and it's and nothing really changed. I I think today. I think the biggest thing has always been, a, you know, that we've heard recently is the left guard. Is it going to be Christophic, Spindler, 
who is going to be the two deep behind uh, linebacker. J.D. Bertrand obviously didn't even play today, leading tackler last year. So it's going to be some of those t- two deep spots and whatnot. But now Lewis was around the ball a few times, but you know they, it was not an aerial assault he had to face. Uh, we, we obviously talked a good bit about uh, Junior Tui Halamaka as a young linebacker. Um, Josh Burnham uh, moved to Viper this spring. Um, he's a big dude. Um, I've gotten to see him um, this spring, and yeah, monster. Um, uh, Ziggler, Nolan Ziggler, four-star. Mike, he's playing Mike. Yes. Um, and then, yeah. Jalen Sneed has kind of been someone he came in with all the fanfare quiet spring. Um, but uh, any thoughts on those three, uh, three of the four that Notre Dame signed in 2022? Yeah. Burn. I mean, Burnham's not needed this year. He's got, you know, Foskey and Adamiola, you know, you know, playing the two Vipers. So he's not needed, but he's, you know, he, he looked a little rusty at the beginning. It's the first time he's ever, you know, taken live snaps with people watching him on TV. He was doing a little head up, meaning, you know, he's running into guys' chest. And I and as the game got on, he started keeping the edge a little bit better. Heck, he got a holding call on Tosh Baker on that last drive, uh, you know, by Tosh uh, on defense. So he was he was fine. He was fine. He looks good. He's a good-looking kid. He's going to really, really grow. You could just tell his body. Ziggler was a, a, another one. Nolan, you know, that just popped out a few times. Like, oh, who's that? He's like, oh, man, there, there is. There's a little freshman. Played Mike Backer. Was playing Mike in there. Really nice instincts watching him read. Uh, real physical, too. He has a couple. He had two nice stuffs, I remember, watching him. He's 42, I believe, right? Yes. Is it 42? Yeah. And then Sneed, yeah, just, you know, look, just, you know, learning. Just learning, you know. Uh, you know, I know. People always wants to talk about the five star, put him right in the spot, but yeah, he looked a little lost, some bad angles a few times. You know, he's a guy that could run. You could tell he could run. Is he going to be a Prince Collie type well, guy? What what takes did they to get in the groove? What, what did uh, they say on the the broadcast of these four linebackers? Only one of them actually played linebacker in high school. Junior. That was Tui Alamaco. Just a straight yep. Mike all in high school. Ziggler played yep. safety, um, wide receiver. Yeah, safety and wide receiver. <laughs> Um, broke all sorts of records um, at receiver. Yep. Burnham played some linebacker, but also played D end and played quarterback and tight end. Starting quarterback, yeah, starting quarterback running the option as a quarterback and Sneed, Mike every now and then. Sneed was uh, as a junior was a eight yards off the ball safety. Yep. Uh, in quarterback, and so, yeah, senior yep. years yeah, needed on offense more than he was on defense. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. yeah I agree, dudes. Just, I agree. Just, should... What about this name? Tim, Prince Collie. Yeah. He looked great today, right? Is uh he's, his he, he looked big, it was good to see him yes. in there. Um three total tackles, two of them tackles for loss. No, he's third number thirty two. You saw him right away. He looks the part, he's gotten really thick. He you know, he he reminds me of some of those old school uh linebackers. Goolsby played with one, Brandon Hoyt. He looks like Brandon Hoyt, looks like Kenan Tatum. Kenan Tatum was an old free safety. Bob Davey recruited when the Holtz years was going on and uh, moved him to Will Backer. Every time I watch Prince Collie, all I think about is Kenan Tatum. So he looks just like him. Really, really good looking kid who's going to be in that too deep going into that 
Notre Dame's got some solid, solid two deep guys. So some of these freshmen, we always talk freshmen. It's always the hot topic, but some of them just aren't needed. And that's okay. That's okay for them to develop, get ready for 2023. Yeah. So uh, the gist of the show, if you're just joining us, um, Steve Angeli, best player um, to ever. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but hey, walk off a touchdown to spring game. That's uh, that was pretty special. That was I loved once, uh, once that play happened, my Twitter. I got like eight tweet people just tagging me. Mike, Mike, you watching that? <laughs> uh, so I got a I got a good kick out of that. A um, couple a uh, couple comments. Um, Bob says the defense seemed to be player at a playing at a quicker pace than the offense. I think that's just that's that's just the the defense. Tim, you tell me if I'm wrong here. Defense, see ball, get ball yeah. for this kind of game. Offense. Maybe maybe we can use this kind of illustration. Offense is like a symphony. You need all of these parts to put it together perfectly. Defense in a spring game is like heavy metal screamo. It's just it, <laughs> it, it's just it don't need to be perfect for it to be music. Um, no. So yeah, fly, yeah, flyer, and that's why Tuli Alamaka was out there in Botella, a little freelancing at times. Uh, you could do that, right? You could do that early on because. Once again, offense. I know people want to, you know, go crazy. They only ran a couple different running plays. They ran, you know, a ton of outside zone or inside zone that bounced some. There was not a lot of scheming, people. So not a lot of scheming. And uh, it's it's always, you know, that old coaching saying, defense is always ahead of the game early on. And, you know, it looked like that. And with Buckner, Buckner brings that style of run. Now you got to respect that. There was not too much of that today. And, defense could tee off a little bit all right um i have a comment here from Corey. he says um i understand it's still spring uh but this is the culmination of all the practices and too many weapons not utilized tim what, what's what's your reaction to uh that comment where's that one i'm sorry i was just reading another one uh I'm sorry. that's probably because i need to pop it on the screen there you go tim oh, okay there you go Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's a not utilized, but but they're not they're they're not. This is not a game. They're you know they're not. This is not something to utilize weapons. They're not scheming with Michael Mayer. I fully expect to see Michael Mayer play more wide receiver than tight end this year. You know, we didn't. They weren't going to do that, especially you with know, Jared Jared Parker, who was a receivers coach, right? Exactly. You know, like I, I fully think. expect Mayer to be this year's Tyler Eifert. They're going to flex him out all over the place. You know, did they do certain things with Styles? No, Styles was out there very, very limited today. So, yeah, yeah they that, didn't. That, you know, yeah, that's was. the thing. It's like, yeah, Drew Pine didn't look great, yeah. but he had Mike Mayer for you know a few series. Yeah, Mayer would make up. a play, go take a play off, come back, go off. You know, he was yeah, going back and forth. Solano not... had more snaps at slot than Styles. Yeah, like again, Drew did not look good. Um, but you know, th- this is the type of game where you don't want to like, if you're not going to look good, this is the time because 
There's a lot of things that make this not normal football. So th- I think this might be something for, for fans to, to understand. This is like the spring game is not really a showcase. It's not like, hey, fans, we want to impress you with everything we have. I, I, I don't think the coaches think like that. I think they it's like, crap, this is going to be on TV. Oh, well, like we're going to play everybody like this is just to get some experience, um, have have our guys playing in the stadium with some fans, have a real game scenario with down and distance and, um, you know, they're not on the practice. I, I, I think that's it. I think it's just have some good experience. Don't get hurt and, and, and go. It's, you know, I don't think it's a, hey, let's let's see if Drew Pine has it based yeah, on I, the spring game like it, it's that's practices one through 14 um just this now i don't want to discount the spring game and say it's not important at all but it's not it's not that important no you're right and sometimes it's just about situations putting someone in a different situation maybe they haven't been in maybe they called some plays on third and eight that they haven't worked on those are things you do in scrimmages to put on film to teach off of down the road so that happens Tim, a lot more than people think. Some of these guys don't even know the full playbook. I, I or not even close to the full playbook. So yes, this was it was real eleven on eleven football, but like not really. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I, I hear things like, yeah, this, this, it's, it's not it's not a it's not a real it's not a real game. Corey yeah. says, "Do you think Marcus Freeman was holding back?" I will let you take that wherever you want, Tim. Do you think Marcus Freeman was holding back? Yeah, 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 because today does not count on the record. So I don't know what holding back is. I mean, they they played probably two coverages. You know, they had a couple Mike Backer pops, a Rover blitz off the edge. They sat in one front over and over again. It, 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 yeah, yeah, of course, they held, of course they held back. They're not going to go out there and, and show their five wide package, their two-minute drill. Their zone read, quarterback power game, and things of that nature, getting ready for Iowa State. Of course, they hold held back. That's yes, yes, they did. Yeah. It's a it's a scrimmage to put a few plays on more film. Coach off of that. They already know what they got in Isaiah Foskey. Lacey it knows. They already know what they got in Josh Lug. He's been there six years for crying out loud. So they know they got Fisher and Alt. It's more about how did Tosh Baker? Is he going to be their third tackle? It's more about bombing. Evans, do they have a second tight end to play on the edge so they could sprint, uh, split out Michael Mayer? It's those types of things that, that the spring game's about. And then we haven't gotten into the biggest thing of today was the 30 probably plus recruits that are on the sideline. That's the most important part of spring football at every university. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I'll, I'll interview them, but yeah, I don't know anything right now. They're still on their visits, but uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Notre Dame put on put on a I don't I don't know what the recruit side of the actual game. I don't know what you can think about the spring game. It's just spring game. They don't but, care. Uh, Those guys are on the sideline high five and Jerome Bettis. I saw Brian you go. Young go out to the hash mark to go high five Marcus Freeman going to the Hall of Fame. You think those get you know guys care what's going on in the third quarter? Heck no. They're they're going on the sideline talking to Hall of Famers and some of the greatest football players and Notre Dame history on the sidelines, having fun with their families and soaking up the atmosphere. That's what they're doing. They could care less. All right, Tim, early score prediction, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Woo! Wow. 
I think Notre Dame's gonna. I think Notre Dame's gonna have a really fast, athletic defense. I really do. Um, Ohio State is a juggernaut. I watched their spring game. They're gonna. They're 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 missing some dudes. Obviously, I I think their old line could. It was a little bit softer than I thought. They got two good looking tackles. Interior guys are gonna be a question mark. I think, man. Yeah, you got me excited now. I oh man, 20, 27, 20. Buckeyes. That's that's my pick here. What is it? April twenty third. I think Notre Dame is going to play better defense than people think this year. And I don't know if they're thinking bad. I think their defense is going. I I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be lights out. I really do. Yeah. So Notre Dame ended up keeping a lot of pieces from last year's team. I don't think they even thought they were, I didn't think they were going to keep Isaiah Foskey. Oh God. Uh, And then you add Brandon Joseph and yeah, Mm -hmm. it it, it looks really good on the defense side of the ball, but man, I just don't know about quarterback. I know. I just don't know about quarterback. Uh, That's, that's where I'm worried. So, um, but we, uh, uh, we, 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 what's the point? The point spreads, what? 13 and a half, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. That's, that's, that's huge. But at the same time, Notre Dame has not had success the last four times they played 95, 96, and they've played in two Fiesta Bowls and, uh, you know, and they've had no success, but uh, it's going to be a biggie. I think Notre Dame's going to play their tail off, but you're right. You know, you and I are going to talk about QB until the cows come home. So, yeah. And that, you know, and that's what stinks about not seeing Buckner, not that we, that we would have saw him and say, Oh, he's Tim Tebow. He's Heisman just to see his mannerisms. How does he connect? How did he click on a few? I just want to see him throw the ball downfield. That's what I I want to see. I just want to see him throw the football down the field. Talked about earlier in the show, individual performances is is really what we want to see in the spring game. We just, I just want to see Tyler Buckner throw the football downfield. Garth, thank you for the super chat. Says I think we have people on the O line that are going to be backups, but would start at ninety percent of college teams. I mean, I think Michael Carmody and Tosh Baker, your two offensive linemen. And that 2020 recruiting class, I think that's the case for them. I think they're solid football players that would start most places. We talked about earlier Zeke Carell, Tim. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's your backup center, that's the best backup center in the country. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. You know, and then you, I mean, you got, if, if, if Zeke, you know, I mean, just watching him play, I, I just like, you know, I love him at center. I really, really do. So it's like, keep him in the fold, keep him going. And he's a team captain, fifth year starting center in 2023. So got to keep Zeke around. Baker flashed early, gave up a hold early, looked a little bit average. I thought he gave up one sack. There was one he gave up a sack where he looked like last year. He just kept going back. It's like you got to stop. You got to hold your ground at one point. You got to put your foot in the ground and say, got to make a stand right there. Carmody looked really nice playing center today. I really liked him out on the inside. So, yeah, I mean, there's some dudes on that are going to be backups. Is that going to be Spindler? If Spindler's a backup, okay, he's only a sophomore still, but you know he's going to play somewhere this year. He's going to get some reps getting ready for next year. And if he beats out Christophic, I mean, that's what, a seven-game starter sitting on the bench. So, yeah, there's some good depth that, uh, you know, Harry Heastan has on the offensive line. Cool. All right. Any uh, Anything else you want to add here, Tim, before we log off? No, you know, we've mentioned it. Young, Some of the young guys really stood out. They rested some of the, the vets, you know, and uh, 
Let's start talking about Ohio State. It is going to be one heck of an opening weekend. I mean, what do you got? Oregon, Georgia that weekend too, I believe. Yeah, I haven't got into the whole national scope, but uh, I think LSU opens up against Miami too. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's so far for, for me. But it'll be here before you know it. It will be but here it's all about you know the, it. Yeah, it's all about the Buckeyes. So let's get ready to go. And uh, we will uh, be, be providing tons of good video content here on our YouTube channel as well as on podcast format. Make sure you guys hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel. One year of premium access for just a buck over at bloomandgold.com. That offer will expire soon. So make sure you go ahead and take advantage of that. Mike Singer, Tim Hyde signing off. We appreciate you guys. And of course, we will catch you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.